Welcome to the Black Sparrow Media Internet Broadcast Network. Listening to Linux in the Hamshack. LHS is a podcast about Linux, open source, and amateur radio for everyone. Now, here are your hosts Russ, K5TUX, Cheryl, W5MOO, and Bill, NE4RD. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome. You have tuned in to episode number 429 of Linux in the Hamshack. This is our Weekender edition, the 78th version of the Weekender on the most terrific amateur radio podcast on the internet where we talk about women and wine and, well, men, because we don't want to be sexist or anything, and song and booze and food and all the great things that make life living after we make you suffer through amateur radio and Linux topics. (laughs) Of course... There's a great invention called Fast Forward if you don't want to listen to any of that. But there's some good information in there, so you might want to stay tuned for all of it. Anyway, let's go ahead and introduce ourselves. I'm Russ, K5TUX. I'm Cheryl, W5MOO. And I'm Bill, NE4RD. All right, so before we get down to the good stuff, we should get into the informative stuff. And the way we start this off every week, or two weeks, that is, is this weekend in amateur radio and bill kicks everything off with amateur radio contests that are coming up including qso parties and all the fun stuff you can get into and get your special qsl cards and your points and and all that cool stuff so what do we got going on over the next couple of weeks gotta get the points gotta get the points the points and of course, <clears throat> we get all this information from contestcalendar.com, the most wonderful contestcalendar.com in the world in the universe what have you. <laughs> and uh, yes, we don't get sponsored or anything else like that. So, but whatever. <laughs> it's a cool resource. Anyway, this weekend we have, uh, let's see, the collegiate uh, CUSO party. So it must have something to do with colleges. It starts at uh, 0000 Zulu, September 18th, and runs to 2359 Zulu, September 19th. Uh, bands there are all bands, no work or 60 meters, of course. Uh, modes, CW, single sideband, and digital. So you got the full gamut of modes. Uh, the Collegiate Pusa Party is an operating event focused on amateur radio clubs at colleges and universities around the world. Each fall, the Collegiate QSO Party provides an opportunity for clubs to demonstrate amateur radio to new members, engage with alumni, and promote activity throughout college and university campuses. This event is open to all radio amateurs. Points can be earned by individuals, clubs, and coll- collegiate stations. <clears throat> the Collegiate QSO Party encourages alumni to connect with their alma mater and students to network with other schools. New hams are welcome, and stations are encouraged to be accommodating to new radio amateurs. So check that one out. As well, we have the ARRL 10 gigahertz and up up contest it runs from uh, 0600 local uh, september 18th to 2400 local september 19th uh bands there are 10 gigs to light so uh yeah just keep going till you blind yourself right no anyway <laughs> uh, uh modes there are any of course anything that you can get to work uh, on those bands 
by all means, use it. Uh, two classes on this one. You got the 10 gigahertz only crowd, and then you have the ones that have 10 gigahertz and up. So you got the, the two different categories. Um, yeah, definitely not me on this one. But, uh, hey, if you have the equipment, it's time to get out there and have some fun. Uh, state QSO party challenges this weekend and worked all QSO parties. Let's see. We got, we got four of them. Wow. Texas, Iowa, New Hampshire, and New Jersey. So yeah, kind of, kind of good swath of the country there covered. Got New England and, uh, the middle of the country and uh, the far south. So <clears throat> get on those QSO parties and, uh, try to, try to get a clean sweep or however that works for that event. <laughs> Next weekend we have a we have a big one. We have the CQ Worldwide DX contest. Uh, this runs from zero 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 Zulu September twenty fifth to twenty four hundred Zulu September twenty sixth. Bands there are eighty meters through ten. No work or sixty, and mode is ready. So this is the Warble 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 contest. <clears throat> Always a good time to uh, get some uh, DXCC on a ready. So uh, check out the rules. And, uh, yeah, I don't have any other information on that. It's obviously a, a big contest. CQ Worldwides are always a great, great opportunity to work some DX. Uh, state QSO party challenge for uh, next weekend is Maine. So you got one state, Maine. So, uh, get them in the log. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's it. A pretty quiet, uh, next weekend for contest. I think there's a couple of little tiny sprints and stuff like that that, uh, appear every so often. But uh, yeah, nothing wants to get around the CQ Worldwide because it just swallows that that portion of the band. <laughs> so, <laughs> what do you got for special events? Well, in amateur radio special events, we have one that we mentioned last time, but it will be coming up this weekend. So we wanted to make sure we mentioned it again. It's International Talk Like a Pirate Day. Arr! From September 18, 1300 Zulu to September 19, 2021, 2200 Zulu. Call sign. Kilo nine, Papa again. No R, which is sad. <laughs> uh, frequencies on are about three dot eight one two seven dot two one two fourteen dot two six two. Although I imagine there's just going to be people all over the air talking like a pirate. So you know, <laughs> it's a thing. Uh, CW digital and phone most likely fun event. Talk like a pirate. Know your <laughs> know your port, matey. Your QTH and your ship's name. I <laughs> I yeah. And stay away from the poop deck. Okay. <laughs> the the use of crazy uh, pirate phonetics is allowed, of course. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that that would be fun. Yeah. All right. Anyway, International Talk Like a Pirate Day special event. Should be a lot of fun. Next one I have here is Covered Bridge special event. This is Covered Bridges in Vermont, not Iowa. So this is call sign Kilo 1 Sierra Victor running September 25th from 1200 to 2200 Zulu. Frequencies are 7.245, 14.318, 28.333, and they list 14652, which you should not be contesting on or doing a special event on, but, you know, whatever. On or around, right? On or around, right. Uh, they Those all look like phone frequencies, but that doesn't mean they won't be operating somewhere else. The annual Covered Bridge special event will be held at the Henry Covered Bridge over the Walloomsack River on River Road in North Bennington, Vermont. Originally built around 1840, it was listed in the National Register of Historic Places in 1973 as Bennington County's oldest covered bridge. Then apparently it burned down and they rebuilt it or something. <laughs> uh, in 1989, it was rebuilt by the Vermont Agency of Transportation. The historic Henry House stands just south of the bridge. And last year they operated from the bridge. It 
their their site is outdated, though it did show up in the ARRL list, so I'm assuming they're going to do the same thing this year. I guess we'll find out. And then, finally, I have the 2021 Yankees Steam Up, and this is going to be October 3rd from 1300 to 2000 Zulu. Call signs N1EPJ. Frequencies, they had all kinds of frequencies on CW and phone outlined here. 3.558, Obviously, they'll be operating CW and phone and maybe other modes. Who knows? The Massey Wireless Club will activate call sign N1EPJ to commemorate Steam Up Day, an annual event for over 50 years. And this has to do with uh, steam engines and such like. For QSL, send a self-addressed stamped envelope to the Massey Wireless Club. Operating from morning to late afternoon, check the museum website and QRZ page for updated details. Links to both of those are in the show notes. So check them out. Work some special events. And next we move on to announcements. But I don't have any announcements. Does anybody have anything to announce? Whether you're listening in the peanut gallery or one of us. <laughs> no? <laughs> Nothing one over here. One of us. One of us. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I couldn't think of anything that needed to be announced. Like we have anything coming up? Oh, I did. I did publish the show schedule out to the end of January. So this is a little premature, but most likely at the end of November, around Thanksgiving, there there will be we'll be recording the day before Thanksgiving, unless there's some reason we can't instead of on Thanksgiving. <laughs> so. I put that in there, and then there won't be a show the week after that uh, because of travel-y type things. And then I think I put our hiatus in December from, I think our last episode in December was like on the 16th, and then we come back on the 6th, something like that. So just just be aware of those gaps. <clears throat> in the Seems reasonable. Did you fix the time? <laughs> fix the time? Yeah, you still had it like an hour later. Uh-huh. In the calendar. Are you, I was talking about the Google calendar. Is that what you're talking about? No, 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 no. I'm talking about on the website, in the event calendar. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. Well, you <laughs> should fix the Google calendar. Yeah, well. probably. Should, yeah, <laughs> yeah, probably should. Yeah. I'm more worried about it the It always website. notifies me an hour into the show. Hey, you got a show in 10 minutes. because <laughs> <laughs> you don't know how to set your time zone. I don't know how to help you. <laughs> it does it automatically. <laughs> So anyway, Ted says maybe I'll be able to work Iowa. He lives in Iowa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yell out the door. CQ, CQ. <laughs> I wear your mask. So, right. <laughs> All right. And, and if an air corn answers him, that's a problem. Yeah. So. All right. Very good. So I put in here for the Linux in the Hamshack Ham Radio Challenge, and I'll just include it for the open source challenge right now because might as well. Um, we talked about Pat and Winlink in the last episode and the episode before that, actually, or no, no, the episode before that is, yeah. Okay. Let me start again. We talked about Pat and Winlink in the last episode, episode number 428. And if you want to try Winlink, now would be a good time since we've told you everything you need to do to be able to use it. So get on the air and do email via RF because you can. Okay. Cool. So moving on, we're going to get down into some open source and Bill's going to tell us about a distribution you can try. This is one we've, we've mentioned this operating system many times, but is this a new release? Yeah. All right, cool. 
Yeah, so the district to try this weekend or fortnight is uh, Zorin OS 16. And this is from their uh, release page. From the release of our last major version in 20, uh, June 2019, Zorin OS 15 has been downloaded nearly 3 million times around the world. Ever since, we've been listening to your feedback and working hard to build the ultimate operating system, one that helps you make your computer better, faster, easier, more secure, and privacy-respecting. Today, we're excited to finally launch the next major version of the operating system, Zorin OS 16. Bark, bark. Uh, this is a huge leap forward that refines every entry level of the operating system, from how it looks to how it works. It's packed with new features and improvements that help you to get the most power out of your computer, or so you can accomplish more than ever. Now Zorin OS comes preloaded with the app catalogs of FlatHub, the Snap Store, and the Ubuntu and Zorin OS apt repositories, as well as the capability to install Deb and app image packages and Windows apps optionally using the Windows app support powered by Wine. Uh, thanks to this, Zorin OS 16 has the largest library of apps available out of the box ever. And apparently Dixie's really happy about that. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, uh, it looks pretty good. Uh, there's two downloadable versions. Um, there's a core and a light version. The light version is for obviously, uh, you know, light machines <laughs> that doesn't have quite a heavy, uh, graphical user interface. Um, the core version has basically everything else. Now there is a premium version, or I think that they call a pro version. Um, which I think they have a $39 price tag on, which basically comes with everything, everything, including all their, uh, their extra skins and everything else for the UI to, you know, make it looks like, make it look like what Windows 11 or Windows 10 or something like that. So, uh, it looks pretty cool. Um, I haven't actually run it. Um, but, um, I might take a look at the core and, uh, and see what it looks like and see how it plays. Um, but yeah, this looks, looks pretty, uh, Pretty interesting. I think, yeah, we have talked about Zorn in the past, and it's uh, always kind of, yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. always kind of, you know, with that price tag on it, you know, anytime you sell it. But, you know, you got to sometimes fund the uh, people that create this stuff and put it together and package it and, and everything else. So uh, they just have a different uh, different model instead of just putting a tip jar there. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm going to actually be able to try some of this now, now that I've got my new workstation, I can actually get a VM solution on my machine and run these VMs without making my computer barf. So bark or barf? Well, <laughs> either one, but uh, I've, I've got a machine now with some resources. So I, I will actually Sweet. be able to try some of these, these uh, is, VMs. Is, it, is this a windows machine you got? Yes. <laughs> I, I, I was wondering since you're talking about dual booting it i, I was, <laughs> I was like, well, but I, just, Mac OS. <laughs> I installed ubuntu under wsl and then i'm just going to do vms because it it just makes it easier since this is my work machine but yeah whatever yeah you're going to be very happy with wsl make sure you enable wsl too and... i i did okay good yeah it's, you'll you'll be very happy with that yeah I, i've been running 2004 on wsl too so all right well Let's get down to some open source events that are coming up. And uh, I hate the fact that we're kind of reiterating these, but hopefully, uh, you know, so if you want to skip forward like four minutes, <laughs> you, you've heard these, but, they, but they're not here yet. You know what I mean? And, and it's just been such a dead time for open source 
conferences. But we'll go ahead and let Cheryl read these again and tell you what's out there coming up. And hopefully by the time we do another weekender, we can actually put some new content in here. So anyway. Well, by the time we do another weekender, all these dates are going to have passed. So hopefully there's something new. Yeah. So, yeah. So anyway, so starting with our events, and if you've already heard these, if you've listened to past conferences, but... Then we're going to do them again. The first one is the Linux Plumbers Conference from September 20th through the 24th, $50. Uh, it's a developer conference for the open source community. It brings together the top developers working on the plumbing of Linux, kernel subsystems, core libraries, windowing systems, etc. It gives everyone three days to work together on a core design problem. Conference is divided into several working sessions focusing on different plumbing topics, as well as a general paper track. A good topic will cut across community boundaries and should generate vigorous discussion, leading to beneficial change. Our next one is the Open Source Summit. It is September 27th through the 30th. The cost on that is $50 to $1,250. It's the leading conference for developers, architects, and other technologists as well as other open source community and industry leaders for collaboration, sharing information, uh, learning about the latest technologies, and gaining a competitive advantage by using innovative open solutions. Uh, it connects to open source, uh, connects the open source ecosystem under one roof. Uh, cornerstone open source technologies, ecosystem leaders to navigate open source transformation, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, it's a great opportunity for cross-pollination between developers, sysadmins, DevOps professionals, and IT architects. And the last one is the Linux Security Summit. It's the 29th, September 29th through October 1st. It's $50 to $250. It is a technical forum for collaboration between developers, researchers, and end users. Its aim is to foster community efforts in analyzing and solving Linux security challenges. Um, this year's events, a hybrid format. They can choose to attend in person in Seattle or virtually. Uh, in person attendees will be required to be fully vaccinated and wear a mask. Uh, all attendees will need to comply with on self health me- or on site health measures. So if you, if you actually want to get out, they haven't said anything about canceling it yet. So there's your chance. So, and that's all we have. So, all right. Um, and I need to answer Richard in the chat, <laughs> who wants us to announce the Belton Texas Ham Fest. And if you have a URL, Richard, or some quick information you want to put into the chat, we're actually down to an announcement section. We could throw it in while we uh, wait for Cheryl to get geared up to do her recipe, <laughs> or we can just throw it in at the end, whatever. Um, but yeah, we'll go ahead and mention it for sure. And, uh, let's just go ahead and smoothly slide on into hedonism. I already mentioned the open source challenge. Use Winlink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pat, pat, pat. Go for it. Uh, but anyway, let's talk about food. Let's do food. And, um, I like this recipe, if only because you get to say schnitzel. <laughs> so, uh, go for it. Tell us about what you got here. Are you, are you waiting for dogs? Did something happen? Did the world drop out? Maybe. <laughs> 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 okay. I, I was actually looking up information on the ham expo. So anyway, let, let, uh, let Richard do the work yeah, there. I that, mean, he's he's the fine. one who wants us to talk about it. That's so. that's fine. So, all, right. <laughs> all right. So my recipe this week 
since we're rolling up on, you know, October, which is, you know, or excuse me, Oktoberfest in Germany, we're going to do a amazingly tasty and crispy chicken schnitzel. And Russ and I live really close to a little German community. And when I was growing up, most of the kids I went to school with lived in that community. So I ate German food fairly often. Um, my favorite, of course, was schnitzel, pork, chicken, what hour you could fix it. So today I'm sharing a recipe for chicken schnitzel with a side of lovely German potato salad. So, and it's just in time for Oktoberfest. For this, you need eggs, honey, Dijon mustard, some soy sauce, crushed garlic, breadcrumbs, salt, pepper, vegetable oil to fry your chicken in, some chicken breasts uh, that have been pounded very thin, and a lemon wedge. So, and of course, the directions for all of this will be in the show notes. And then for your German potato salad, you need some diced peeled potatoes, some bacon, some onion, some vinegar, some water, some white sugar, some salt, some black pepper, and some fresh parsley. Of course, directions for that will also be in the show notes. And for my cocktail this week, I'm, I mentioned or I'm doing the cold, cold uh, stone cold stinger, which is a beverage that uses Jägermeister. Cinnamon schnapps and peppermint schnapps. You put all those in a shaker filled with ice, shake well, strain into your shot glasses, and enjoy. So, wow, Jaeger, cinnamon, and peppermint. That's a spicy meatball. <laughs> I actually want, I really want to try this too. So, well, I'll, I'll make you one after the show. How about that? Okay, sounds good. So, all right, I'm trying to think if we have, yeah, we have peppermint schnapps. We haven't used peppermint schnapps in an age. I hope it. That was still all right, but we we have rumple mints, don't we? Rumple mints. We do not have rumple mints. We have uh, some sort of peppermint schnapps, gotcha. probably a higher yeah. walker or something like that. Rumple mints well, is not something we've ever had, actually. Okay. Well, I know we have Goldschlager. We do have Goldschlager for the cinnamon, absolutely. Right, and I know and we've that, got Jaeger. We also have. Do you have any actual cinnamon schnapps? I'm not sure because Goldschlager is 80 proof. Cinnamon schnapps and schnapps. <laughs> it, the, re- the recipe actually called for Jaeger, Goldschlager, and Rumpelmints. I just... That, that'll blow the back of your head off. <laughs> yeah. I think that's the point, right? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Because so, what was it called? The Stone Cold... Stinger. <laughs> Stone Cold Stinger, yeah. yeah. I think that's appropriate, actually. <laughs> yeah, so... Well, yeah, so I moving didn't, on, didn't actually... <laughs> Moving on, actually, from a from a cocktail that will blow the back of your head off uh, <laughs> to music that will blow the back of your head off. Um, I went to a cigar and whiskey tasting yesterday. We were able to t- to try a Vega Fina 1998 cigar, which was quite good, and six different whiskeys, which was nice. They had a great selection of different things. And one of the ones that they had is one that I've been wanting to try, but it was one of those gimmick whiskeys, so I didn't want to go out and buy it for myself, but they had it. So I got a chance to try it without having to actually buy a bottle, and I found out that it's really, really good. So I wound up buying a bottle of it. I don't have the bottle yet because I had to pre-order it to get my discount and such, but I'm going to do what I don't normally do and actually talk about the whiskey without actually having it here in front of me. So, 
What are we talking about? We're talking about Slipknot. Slipknot's number nine reserve Iowa whiskey. They have two different whiskeys. They have their original release, which is just called number nine. And they have the one that I had yesterday, which is the number nine reserve. And I got to tell you, it's pretty good. It's also kind of interesting because it's made in a different way than some of the things I've talked about before. This is actually a blend of two different whiskeys. And the description I found on it is much-loved heavy metal band Slipknot has teamed up with Cedar Ridge Distillery to create Slipknot Number no. 9 Whiskey, blended by Slipknot's very own Sean Crahan, also known as Clown. The whiskey features Iowa corn as well as a helping of rye, which brings a kick of spice to the fore. Both Slipknot and Cedar Ridge hail from Iowa, and judging by the whiskey they've made together, they seem like a fantastic fit. With that in mind, stick on Slipknot's Iowa album, pour yourself a glass and enjoy this three to four year old bourbon and rye whiskey blend and actually it's four year old and up the original release is three to four the reserve is four and possibly older so the mash bill on this is actually interesting because there's two different whiskeys in it and they have two different mash bills and they're blended together the bourbon is 74 percent corn 14 percent malted rye 12 percent malted barley the rye is 51 percent rye 36 percent malted barley and 15 percent corn and then they blend them together to create number nine reserve. It's bottled at 90 proof or 45% ABV. It comes out of Cedar Ridge Distillery, which is in Swisher, Iowa. The color on it is a beautiful golden honey color. It's very nice to look at. And the bottle label is really cool as well. The nose on it is really interesting. It has essences of sweet buttered corn, honeysuckle, caramel, vanilla, honey, cornbread, and paprika. So lots of different interesting things in there. And these are notes I made from yesterday. I'm not reading on somebody else's stuff. So I wish I had it in front of me because I would be drinking it right now, but I do not. The taste on it is also really interesting. You have notes of toffee, butter, kettle corn, citrus, uh, chocolate oranges, milk chocolate, and black pepper. I, I didn't put chocolate orange in here, but that was one of the things I noted. Chocolate orange. There we go. And then the finish is kind of a medium length. It's It's got a good long it's not super long, but it definitely keeps you interested and in wanting to go back for more. It, every, all of this is kind of on the sweeter side, but the rye gives you some nice, interesting, peppery, spicy notes to go along with it. Even a little baking spice, maybe. Uh, some palates might pick up on that. It's all really interesting and really more complex than I would have thought for a sort of gimmicky whiskey attached to a heavy metal band. But, you know, it, which is why I didn't want to try it, but I'm glad I got a chance to. So the finish gives you medium-length notes of sweet corn, buttery pie dough, and bananas foster. That sort of chocolatey banana-y thing going on, and caramel, and, and all that good stuff. There's no, there's no really acerbic nature to it. Uh, the lower proof kind of helps out with that. It's on the sweeter side, and the, that sort of sweet buttery corn and caramel and like apple pie and all that stuff going on is, is really way better than i expected it to be uh the reserve is actually a little on the expensive side which lowered its rating a couple of points for me because it is pricey but it's also very good it is, comes at about 70 dollars a bottle for 750 milliliters so it is on the upper side the the regular edition which is not quite as good but also a lot less money who's telling me there's no chocolate and bananas foster <clears throat> well, I would be saying that, <laughs> but I didn't write that. I believe that's Cheryl. I did that. Yeah. <laughs> there is no chocolate and bananas foster. 
I know, but you have that. What is it? What is it uh, it's the caramel, right? Or um, yeah, there's, yeah, it's ca- a caramel, there's caramel sauce. Yeah, right. So, so the idea was that you had a you had a chocolatey, caramely, banana y finish. All that stuff. I understand that bananas foster is not chocolate per se, but I was trying to be succinct. So. I see. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, so the so the regular edition of the number nine comes in at around forty bucks a bottle. The reserve is seventy bucks a bottle, so it is on the pricey side, but it's also very good. An easy daily sipper. The proof is right. the The content is right, and the taste is right for pretty much anything that you ever want to do with it, including sitting down and listening to Iowa by Slipknot. So. I gave it a rating of 92. It probably would have been two or three points higher if it was less money, but uh, it's definitely worth having if you got 70 bucks to blow. And don't be worried about the gimmickety uh, association with Slipknot because it's actually really, really good. So anyway, that's it. Slipknot number nine, Reserve Iowa Whiskey. And Bill, do you have something you want to talk about? No, I just noticed that I I, I do have uh, I do have my... Uh... Glen Karn here from 1792, and it actually is filled with 1792 uh, foolproof. So <laughs> that's that's what kind of day it's been here. <laughs> but yeah, I just noticed I, I branded my uh, my drink today, so with the glassware. And uh, cool. I've I've also been told, and I don't want to let anything out of the bag yet, and I don't want to diminish my chances, but I've been told that I will have access to a really good bottle soon. I don't want to give out any more than that. Mm. I will say that it's a wheat whiskey. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so that's all I'm going to say, but I will definitely be reviewing it when I get my hands on it. So look out. Nice. <laughs> Road trip time. <laughs> it that's might what be. I was just thinking. Bill's like, okay, so when can I go to Missouri next? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I got to burn some flight ticket or something. Yeah, something. Yeah. (laughs) Honey, we have to go record the podcast at Russ and Cheryl's house. It's important. It's a special event. It's a special event. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Can't remember what for, but it's there. It's special. (laughs) All right. So, anyway, before we get out of here, Richard wanted us to mention the Belton, Texas Ham Expo. There is a link in the chat that we will post in the show notes. If anyone's interested in going to the Belton, Texas Ham Expo, we don't really have a lot more information than that. But of course, surfing to it on the web will tell you everything you ever needed to know about the Belton, Texas. October 1st and 2nd. There you go. October 1st and 2nd. So now you know it's coming up really soon. Yeah. And the admission fee is $5. Five bucks. Yeah. It's 50 miles north of Boston, 130 miles north of San Antonio, 140 miles south of Dallas. 165 miles northwest of Houston. That's what their page says. So Okay, so now you know where Belton is. And if that's yep. somewhere you can be on October 2nd, then maybe you should go. <laughs> and otherwise, check out the link in the show notes for any more information you need about the Belton Ham Expo. And surprise, I only say that because it's been a long time, but we have some music to wind up the show tonight. And uh, I don't know, I was thinking about, wow, we haven't done music in like a really, really long time. So you know what? I'm going to find some music. So I found some Creative Commons music, and this is a song called Coast. It's by a group called Tin Mouth, and the album it comes from is Surprise Time. 
you can find these folks over on the free music archive or whatever that site is called. Uh, there's there's links to it in the show notes, and also they're on Bandcamp and on Facebook and and pretty much all over the place. They're a threesome: Tim Lombardo, Alyssa Shea, and Aaron Sternick out of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. This song was released with the album back in July of 2017. I enjoyed it. We hope you enjoy it. Uh, of course, if you're listening to this and you're a paid subscriber listening to the Patreon feed, you will not hear it. You'll have to actually <laughs> go to where we actually put all the audio in. And uh, otherwise, just click on the links and you can just listen to it for yourself. A lot of their music is really good. I was particularly inspired by this song uh, called Coast, and we're going to go ahead and play it now. This is Coast by Tin Mouth from Surprise Time.
that was Coast by Tin Mouth from the album Surprise Time back in July of 2017. We hope you enjoyed that. And it was kind of a cool way to wrap up the 78th edition of The Weekender, episode number 429 of Linux in the Ham Shack. And with that, we're going to get on out of here. But before we do, we want to mention the folks who are with us in the chat room tonight. We have John K1BTZ, Tony K4XSS, Don KC9ZMY, Ted WA0EIR, Don KB2YSI. Ted, you're in the Don sandwich again. Hope you hope you enjoyed that. <laughs> uh, we also had Gene BX8AAD and Richard KB5JBV, who was going to tell us about the Belton Hamfest. So thanks, everybody, for being here, listening to us live. We hope you have a great couple of weeks. Enjoy some of the finer things in life, and we'll catch you on the next one for our short topics episode. And with that, we're going to get on out of here. This has been the 78th edition of The Weekender, episode number 429 of Linux in the Hamshack. I'm Russ, K5TUX. I'm Cheryl, W5MOO. And I'm Bill, NE4RD73. Thank you for listening to this episode of Linux in the Hamshack. LHS is a community-sponsored podcast. The show is recorded live every Thursday at 8pm Central Time, plus or minus QRL. Connect to the live stream at url.bcts.info stroke LHS live. Our website is located at lhspodcast.info. You can support the podcast by visiting the LHS Patreon page at patreon.com stroke LHS podcast or by using the contribute list on the homepage. Get in touch via social media. We have a presence on Discord, Facebook, IRC, Twitter and YouTube. Our IRC channel is hash LHS podcast on the Freenode network and the Discord invite link is url.bcts.info stroke discord. You can also drop us an email at info at lhspodcast.info or leave us a voicemail at 1-909-LHS-SHOW. That's 1-909-547-7469. Visit the online LHS merchandise store at shop.lhspodcast.info for fun and fashionable show-themed merchandise. Become an ambassador and represent LHS at a local Linux convention or ham fest. Email ambassadors at lhspodcast.info for more information or visit the homepage for details. Until next time, remember to always heed your hedonism. (laughs) 